What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today, we are talking about aging and witchcraft. And I just want to go on record as saying, this is Gemini's idea. I don't want to talk about it. I don't think we need to talk about it. No, I'm kidding. It's, I really don't want to talk about it, but we're going to do this. And um, this is Gemini's playground right now. I'm just going to look at her and say, what are we doing now? <laughs> well... I think there's probably two parts that we have to discuss because I don't think that we can discuss aging in witchcraft without taking a minute to just discuss aging in society. Okay. Because I do think as two women on a podcast, um, we probably have experienced society's expressions towards aging in uh, probably some negative ways. And I think that that overlaps into how the witch community deals with aging. And so I just wanted to start there. Personally, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm finally leaving the uh, everybody looks down on you because you're young thing. Like I'm finally moving out of that, which is nice. But it's also like kind of exhausting because nobody cares actually about my skills or my talents or my abilities. They're just like, ah, yes, you're in your 30s now. You are an adult. I can take you seriously. It's like, uh, what? I have multiple degrees. I'm, I'm a big old nerd. I know lots of shit. Why does it, why is my age relevant in this conversation? Um, do you have similar experiences? Have you had similar experiences in your life? Where people have maybe looked down on you for your age? Yeah. Um, you know, like we mentioned, when you're young, you don't know anything, right? That's just the go-to. You don't know anything. Yeah. So you have adults telling you things. And I said something to my class, one of my classes this year. I said, you know, you guys are young. You're not dumb. And there's a difference, right? Yes. When you're young, there's a lot of things you don't know, but not about like a subject. You don't know a lot of things about the way the world works because you haven't gotten there yet. Until you buy a house... You don't know a lot of stuff or what it takes to buy a house, right? You could hear your parents talking about it, but, or maybe not, maybe your parents never bought a house and now you're the first person to buy a house and you're like, what do I do? Or, you know, the first time you have to do your own taxes and you're like, okay, what am I doing? It doesn't mean you're stupid. It means you've just never come to the point in your life where you had to mm -hmm. do these things, right? And, you know, the, the main thing that I've never had to do in my life that I know is something I'm going to have to do is when my mom passes away. You know, I don't really know who mm -hmm. you call or how you take care of things or, you know what I mean? And I'm going to have to figure all that out. Um, you know, so yeah, you have people looking down on you because you're young. Then you hit, like you said, like your magical 30s and now you are automatically an adult. But you still have older adults kind of looking down on you like, really, you should be doing blank, blank, blank. Like you're not a kid anymore, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And then as you move through your 30s, and that's as far as I'm going to go, you get to this magical <laughs> spot where now it's like, could you take a back seat? Could you just like be quiet a little bit? Like not too quiet, mm -hmm. right? Because people still need to know things and you're older, so you'll be able to help them. But, you know, you're getting to that age where you have to start learning to be quiet because by the time you're actually like, quote unquote, old, you got to learn to just fade away in the background society yeah. not talking about witchdom so when people say to me hey you never say your age and i'm like yeah because i am in that point where i am older not old and nobody needs to start counting on their hands and toes 
when it is that I get to be quote unquote old. So when mm-hmm. you think I'm old, you think I'm old. If you think I'm old now, you think I'm old now. I don't care. I'm not talking about it. I also feel that when it comes to, again, society, not witchdom, um, opportunities are taken away from people after a certain age because young people have fresh ideas and young people, and it's like, okay, what now? What exactly is this supposed to mean? You know, Um, Mm -hmm. I got a second degree recently in something that I think could be very beneficial to many industries, including the one that we work for. And I have made it known that I'm willing to work, help out, do whatever. And I haven't been tapped for it. Is it an age thing? Well, they don't really think that I'm old, old. I don't think they see me that way in my job. But there are a lot of things that factor into whether you get tapped into. And that could be age, that could be sex, that could be race, that could be ethnic background. So there's a lot of things that hold people back. So when you're a person of color and you have constantly working on yourself to mm-hmm. to get degrees or whatever, and you're a woman, well, look, I can't stop my ethnic background. I can't, I'm not going to lie about my ethnic background. So the yeah. easiest thing for me to do then is to lie about my age or not talk about my age because why the hell would I want to put a second knife in the coffin? Yeah. So, you know, I think age also depending on um, cultural background, where you are, I'll tell you something that I've said to my husband. You know, I go to Spain with him a lot and I see women that are older than me. And they look different from American women at that age. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've actually sat back and gone, you know, I'm in a cafe and I see a woman in her 50s or 60s or whatever. And they're, they look great. No, not plastic surgery. But, you know, we have like this unspoken rule. I was actually told when I hit 30, you should cut your hair. Because, you know, women past a certain age, like, you need to cut your hair. I've heard the same thing. And I'm like, excuse it's my hair. Like, I don't understand what what hair has to do with my age. So, but you go to Spain and women have long hair or not. And they wear, you know, I'm not saying they're trying to dress like they're teenagers because teenagers dress a certain way, but you still look at them and go, damn, they -hmm. look good. Like they look feminine. They look beautiful. They're not cutting off their hair, wearing, you know, stretchy pants and saying, well, that's the end of it. I think I told you, I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but I had a sub come into me and she liked my lipstick. And I said, oh, I got it at Sephora. And before I could tell her the brand, she goes, oh, um, I don't need it. I've already reproduced, so I don't need to wear makeup. <laughs> and I looked at her and was, I didn't even know what to say to her. Like, you've already reproduced? And there's this mentality that once you get to a certain age, like, yeah. I mean, if you don't like makeup, do not wear it. I don't think women need to wear makeup. I don't think men need to wear makeup. I don't think any gender needs to wear makeup. But if you like it, you should wear it. I don't care what gender, I don't care what age. You like it, go for it. Right? So the fact that she said this to me was like, wait, what? Like, I just, I didn't understand that at all. Um, but that is something that's said here that I told my husband, one of the things I'm going to enjoy about aging, if we move to Spain is I get aged like me. 
And if that yeah. means I want to shave my head, I shave my head. If it means I want to let my hair grow down to my ass, I can let it grow down. I can be very feminine and people aren't going to look at me in the street and go, look at that old lady. Why is she dressing up? They're just going to mm-hmm. see there's a woman who chooses to fix herself up and and do get her hair done and put makeup on. And it's not a big deal. It's just part of being whoever you want to be. And that's something we do not have in this country, period. I don't care what anybody says to me. We don't have it. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. And part of the reason I wanted to start with, I guess, our experiences is basically I think when you look at the way society treats age, we are living – and again, we live in America. We're mostly talking about America. I don't have context for other countries. But America both idolizes youth – and idolizes the wisdom that comes with age. So there's this expectation that you will be forever, especially for women, young and hot and sexy, but wise as fuck, right? If you're young and hot and sexy and you're stupid, well, you're a bimbo. And if you're old and wise and not hot, well, you're somebody's grandma. Like the perfect ideal woman in America is both never aging, but also has the intellect of a person who has experienced, you know, a lifetime. And it's utterly unattainable. You know, and I don't know if the suburbs are more toxic. I I, I have no idea. Maybe they're not. Yes, I think the answer is yes. (laughs) But I remember when I first started teaching and I happened to hear some of the men, male teachers teaching, and not teaching, the male teachers, they were talking to each other, not to the kids. And they were saying things about, you know, she's a, what, what was the term? A fat, skinny person because she wasn't toned enough. I'm not toned enough for who? For you? Listen, if mm-hmm. I told you who these guys were, you would go, ew. Like, <laughs> I don't know anybody who's like running to like want yeah. to be with them except for their wives. And I'm like, you're talking about what now? And I can tell you, at least one of them is highly insecure about their body. Because... Oh, God. Yeah. And yet... Which doesn't even surprise me because it's always a projection. Right. Whenever somebody is like, oh, you're not hot enough. Like, there's it, there's a running meme at this point of, like, this tweet interaction where this girl posted a selfie. And this guy comments underneath it, like, pointy elbows, two out of ten would not fuck. It's like, you're... You're clearly projecting onto this beautiful young woman because you're mad that she posted a selfie. (laughs) Right. You know, and I also see a lot of um, women just this obsession with, especially as they get older, working out, which is good on the one hand because you Mm -hmm. should, you know, be healthy. But it's not about being healthy. It's not about saying, okay, so let's say diabetes runs in my family and I know that I'm getting to a certain age. Maybe I should start looking at what I eat. Maybe I should start looking at how I work out. Like I totally mm-hmm. respect that I get that. But I'm seeing older women, not even older, not even older, okay, middle-aged women, whatever you want to call them, working out for this idea of I still have to look sexy. Yes. So I didn't have to work in my 20s to be sexy. But now that I'm 30, 40, I better be really super sexy. And the first thing I say is you're at work. Who are you being sexy for? Like, I never, I never look at myself in the morning and go, I'm going to go be sexy now. Like, what I do want to look at, and, and this is probably going to be the biggest thing that I think about the more I teach, is the more I want to be 
me. Right? Yeah. And me... And me can be, like, a super goth. Like, to the point where even the kids go, wow, miss, you're, like, really goth today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you're just kind of goth other days. Um, you know, I want kids to see that you can have an education. You can dye your hair. You can get tattooed. You can do whatever you want to do. You want to have dreads? Have dreads. You want to have... There is nothing that is unprofessional. Your mind is the professional. Mm-hmm. Right? This is what you're getting paid for. You're getting paid for what you know. You're getting paid for the skill you have to develop what you know into something that is useful for that company. And in my case, it's turning the knowledge I have about literature, breaking it down, figuring out what skills kids need so that they can go off and do whatever they're mm-hmm. going to do. That's what I need to do. But I recognize that my brain comes in a body and that body is, is going to project something to people. The older I get, the more I think it's important for kids to see that, you know, how they look, how they feel is valid and that you can be a professional and that you can fight for the right to be who you are and be acknowledged that you are a professional and you know what you know. This is a perfect segue. I was just, Go ahead. Yeah. This is perfect because I think that as much as the witch community is always trying to be like a beautiful separate entity, it really does fall into very similar traps to our society at large. And so as much as we say, you know, anybody can be a witch, um, you should do witchcraft in your own way, the community pushes an image of a certain type of witch and it overwhelmingly is a maiden. Yes overwhelmingly it's a young hot um you know stereotypically aesthetic witch Mm -hmm. whether that's like the love and light everything's in white and pink and i carry rose quartz everywhere or it's a darker you know everything's in black and i'm wearing like the cute felt witch hat it's you have two options it's preppy maiden or goth maiden and we really lose the community for people who are moving into a mother or crone state and it's it feels it feels like low key offensive to me because how are you going to be in a community that supposedly reveres this idea of the progression of specifically the human woman but the progression of the person through their aging states and value those different stages while never ever showing the value of the other two stages. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I was thinking about. Um just go on Instagram. Yeah. Go on Instagram and see all the maidens there. Um, There are a lot of mothers and mostly they show their work. You don't see a lot of mothers getting on there. And Mm -hmm. crones, forget about it. Forget about it. And also, at what point do you become a crone? Now, there is a ceremony and I'm going to, I keep thinking I'm going to slip into the Schitt's Creek uh, Moira and say the (laughs) crowing right that that crows have eyes i think you just should (laughs) um so they have a croning thing and i was saying to gemini a couple of weeks ago i was like if anybody does this for me i will hit all of you it's the idea that you're a crone when menses stops and part of the ceremony is your coven or your friends or whatever, they will get pads and they will get tampons and they will decorate them and i thought just like I'm against gender reveal parties because I feel like you're just telling me your child's genitals. You're not telling me anything about the gender of the child. 
having this moment where you decorate <laughs> sanitary pads and tampons and you know cups menstrual cups and i mean what you know what panties you know menstrual pants like i don't know how that's supposed to make anybody feel anything i feel like mm-hmm. a croning should be more of i was going to say like a roast only not a comedy roast the idea that of, nothing would make me happier than that <laughs> no but the idea of like your friends coming together especially if you're a witch and talking about especially the witches that have been with you, even if it's not the entire path that you've been on, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea that at some point maybe, you know, if I ever allow it, you do a croning for me. We'll see when the time comes. And, you know, and really what you talked about was how our witch friendship started, how yeah. the podcast started, you know, how I have evolved since the time that you've known me. That to me is an amazing croning. The idea of like recognizing in this woman, in this witch, the fact that either she has influenced the community or she has grown somehow or she has done something of value Mm -hmm. to kind of go back. The idea of just narrowing it down to the fact that, and I understand, yes, we're tied to the cycles of the moon. So what happens when you're a crone? You're no longer tied to the moon? Yeah. I mean, there are goddesses that are crone goddesses. So... Does that mean now if your goddess was a mother, you must stop? She, she no longer cares about you? Like, I find that in and of itself, like, who came up with that and I have a problem with it? Because yeah. then it's almost like no one, no, you know, witch who identifies as female should ever have a maiden goddess. Because at some point, you're going to be a crone. And then what? She hates you? I don't buy that one where, you know, at all. If yeah. it is maiden mother crone, it's because we are maiden mother crone throughout our life. Yeah. Right? No matter where our bodies are, no matter where our minds are. Like you just said, you are incredibly intelligent. You've been intelligent pretty much out of the womb, which is disgusting, Thanks. but it is. She's like Tell way too more. smart for her own good. <laughs> she's going uh, to be impossible now after this but you know so does that mean like you just said is your worth only going to be recognized now that you're in your 30s that's stupid yeah right but i'm saying that even as a witch when you meet another witch and um you know on the one hand people say oh you're a hereditary witch and i always like to tell people that doesn't mean that i was born knowing things i still had Mm -hmm. to learn things i still have to learn things just because they're doing things in your house doesn't necessarily, this is not like the movies where, you know, Samantha from mm-hmm. Bewitched twitched her nose and so does Tabitha. That doesn't happen. What were you going to say? I could see that it's, you were getting like a moment. It's, I can't, I'm, it's, it ties back into this sort of bigger societal problem of like, you're expected to know everything, but you're expected to be young and hot the entire time. So we have these in the witch community, these young hot maidens who are the ones that we're getting our information from. And, like, I love them. Like, I'm not, this is not a drag. But that leads to this expectation that as a maiden, you're supposed to know everything. As a young person, you need to know all of it. And I, <laughs> part of me was like, I want to talk about this later, but one of the best things that has come from aging, for me, is patience. Mm-hmm. I had none of it. I had zero of it. Yeah. And now I'm getting to a point where I really can step back from things and be like, all right, I don't I don't need to worry about this right now. Or I don't need to fix this problem immediately. I can take a rest. I can take a break. And 
how many witches are, are, are we burning out by refusing to admit that part of being a maiden is the learning process? And isn't it great to go through that maiden phase where you can just say, I don't know. But I also think when it comes to crones, and I think we've said this in the past, I don't know everything. When people ask me stuff about astrology, I'm like, could you please ask Gemini? <laughs> like, I don't understand why yeah. I have to know it because what? Because I've been doing, supposedly doing this longer. No, I've been doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Then along came Wicca. Now, yeah, I'm older than you. So in that scale, maybe I've been doing Wicca a little bit longer. But like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing something. Yeah. You can come to something, put in the work. And all of a sudden, you at, you know, 20 can be an expert in something that somebody else who hasn't been delving in as deep or as much, but has been doing it for 10 years. Hey, you may know more than this person has been doing it for 10 years. Let's look at the amount of work that's being put in. Let's mm-hmm. give people the benefit of going, damn, girl, you did that in the summer? Good for you. And if somebody else is going slowly, well, good for you. This is, I'm not in a rush to do this. Yeah. So I kind of feel like it's a little bit of both. Like on the one hand, yes, the maiden should take a step back and go, yeah, I got all this time to learn this. And the crone should be able to say, hey, I've been doing this for 40 years or whatever, you know, um, or longer. Again, where are we defining cronehood? Is it 60, 70, 80, right? Um, Is it just when somebody um, no longer has a period? Look, I know people who have had medical issues and... Mm -hmm couldn't have their, you know, had hysterectomies and stuff at like in the 30s or 40. What does that mean? Does that mean now you're forced? Is that the, that's why I really don't like, again, I understand the whole thing of the tides and the moon, but I also feel like, how do you tell somebody who's had something happen to them at 30, 35 or something? Now, boom, sorry, you're a crone. You get, you have to bypass Mm -hmm. all of this and you're a crone. Uh, I think we have to, acknowledge where this term these terms came from but i think we have yeah. to look at our society today and say you know what a maiden could go all the way up to 35 if she wants to regardless Hell, a maiden of- could go up until you stop feeling like a maiden that's true yeah i guess i was just thinking that most people at 35 don't maybe want to associate with being considered that young or something but you know people are still changing careers people are still trying to figure themselves out you know and maybe somebody wants to bypass motherhood and say i'm going right into cronehood because i feel like i have been doing this i am only 35 but i have been doing this type of work for so long you know what i kind of when it comes to maybe crystals and herbs i'm a crone i want to be Mm -hmm. seen as a crone at 35 so i think that you know when it comes to this idea of going through all the stages are we talking about metaphorical stages are we talking about literal stages again there are people who identify as women that cannot have children. Does that mean they are yeah. not mothers? Sure, they can be mothers. They can be mothers in their community. They can be mothers in other ways, right? The idea of mothering, what does yes. that mean? Right? And I think for me, like I started I started doing sort of maiden to mother work at like 25 years old. Right? Which I think for a lot of people is like, you're still a maiden. But for me, I was so cognizant of the ways in which I personally, like, benefited from mentoring other people, benefited from, um, you know, being a place that people could go to to, like, talk about their feelings, a stable kind of, uh, you know, harbor. And so, yeah, I was 25 years old, but I was trying to figure out, okay, well, like, 
what does this maiden to mother transition feel like? Because truly, I don't think I ever felt like a maiden. Hmm. And I think in this specific context, unless your tradition has specific, like, um, practices or rituals or whatever for aging, it needs to be something that you come to on your own, right? Because there's no reason, f- there was no reason, and I've got kind of moved past this at this point, but there was no reason for me to constantly try to force myself into a maiden mindset when I wasn't thinking like a maiden, right? I wasn't thinking like, you know, I was young and I wanted to experience new things and I wanted to, like, that wasn't, there was no frolicking through the flowers energy in me when I think a lot of people are experiencing that. And if we are not working with ourselves first, a lot of times it makes the witchcraft harder, Mm. right? Me trying to force myself to be Wiccan when I started my spiritual practice delayed my spiritual path by in some places 10 years in other places you know two or three but because I was trying to force myself into somebody else's box I didn't get what I needed from it and so yeah I started trying to be mother energy at like 25 years old for some people that's fucking insane for some people they're gonna want to be maiden energy until they're 45 merry christmas do what you got to do but you need to know what these words mean to you for some people, yeah, your period is going to be super important to you. And, like, I love that energy. I respect yeah. it. Do what you got to do. But, yeah, if, if I had to have a hysterectomy, I probably wouldn't celebrate my croning as the loss of my period. Right. I don't think it would resonate with me the same way. And I'm not going to say somebody doesn't deserve that experience just because their body is not reacting in the way that other people's bodies are. And the interesting thing is, for me... Because this happened to somebody I know. When she told me, okay, and she wasn't even 40, I didn't know how to react. What do you say to somebody? I mean, of course, I said, you know, do you need me to do anything for you? Can I come over? Can I cook? Mm -hmm. Can I clean? Because I, you know, do you you need stuff? Like, you know, physical stuff. But emotionally, I couldn't wrap my head around what she was going through. Mm -hmm. And it's also something we don't talk about. Right? We don't talk about Bruno and we don't talk about, you know, the fact <laughs> I actually want to bring up Encanto in a second. But, yes. um, you know, we don't talk about women who all of a sudden this happened to. She didn't have any kids. Okay. So that to me was just kind of like, I had never had the child conversation with her. So I didn't know if she ever wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is this a sad thing? Is this an I don't know thing? Like, I felt so uncomfortable and I felt bad that I felt uncomfortable because I thought I'm probably not giving her what she needs because I don't even know like, mm-hmm. how she feels or how I'm supposed to react to this because isn't this a terrible thing, the loss of your uterus? You know, no, the, the bigger loss would have been if whatever she had wrong had killed her. That would have been the loss. Yes. Right? But in our society, that's not how... So I honestly, and I don't think she listens to the podcast, but if she does, she can call me because... obviously we can talk about it now but i don't think she does um you know i felt super super awful that i did not know how to react in this moment because again society has told us that our worth is in x right how many children Mm -hmm. are you going to have 
And this person, before she was allowed to decide, unless she had decided, again, I don't know, was being told, okay, this is going to kill you. We have to take this away. Yeah. And now how is the world going to see her? And I thought about that too. Like, how are they going to see her? Like, is she going to be okay with that? But again, I can't ask her that because that's wrong. Right. Meanwhile, as women, I feel like you should ask, like, are you okay? Like emotionally, how are you dealing with this? Yeah. You know, and be honest, like no judgment. I don't care if you tell me, you know what? I don't care. I never wanted kids or this is really hard for me. I always wanted kids. I'm not going to have the answers, but I'm here. Hit me. Talk to me. And you know? that feels like mother energy. And I feel like mm. so often mother energy gets reduced to are you having kids or are you not having kids? Right. And I don't think that specifically any woman, right, uterus, no uterus, want to have kids, no, no have kids, whatever, any woman should be allowed to tap into mother energy. And sometimes it's allowing yourself, but sometimes it's overcoming that societal pressure of, well, if you're not having babies, you're not a real mom. See, like, that's what mothering doesn't mean that. Oh, but that's what I didn't want to like even bring up to her. Like I yeah. didn't want her to make her feel that I thought she was less than, you know, but mm -hmm. I really did worry. You know what I mean? Because I think of how society sees you and I'm like, is she okay? And of course, yeah. we didn't talk about it. It was like, no, I'm good. I don't need anything. And I was like, okay. And like afterwards, I was like, oh, how you feeling? And then that was it. It was like she'd had a cold. Do you know what I mm -hmm. mean? And I think that as women, we should do better. You know, and I don't know how yeah. I could have done better. Probably because she was not like a real close friend. I think that one of my best friends as it happened to, I think I would have said, hey, girl, yeah, like alone, like you good? Like what's going mm -hmm. on? But I think because she wasn't, and I feel that that shouldn't be the case. I don't care what level of friendship, because of all the societal pressures, women should be able to say, you good? You want to talk about yeah. this? You know what I mean? I don't have any answers, but I'll listen. But we don't, you know? And it's not, I don't think it's any, well, it's patriarchal society's fault. It is somebody's <laughs> fault. But um, Agreed. And yeah. capitalism. We could blame capitalism, too. Okay. And Jeff Bezos, because we haven't attacked him for always him. yeah i haven't i have not said anything mean about him on the podcast so we definitely should mention that he's awful okay good um yeah. we got that out of the way so <laughs> so yeah i think a lot of the problems we have when it comes to aging in the community is because of that we can probably point to one or two people like i'm sure somebody will say but everybody knows Lori cabot and we love Lori cabot you know and we know that she's older um but how many other witches are there and does she even call herself a crone i don't know right yeah um how many witches actually do say hey i'm a crone now and this is awesome and how do we feel about it and again when it comes to a world of technology social media presence how many of these crones want to put themselves out there yeah one of my favorite women on the planet is a woman named jean woods she's not a witch but you can look her up on instagram i believe she's jean woods seven she was on a documentary many years ago about women. I think they were all over 70 and fashion. <gasps> Jean Woods, I mean, her fashion sense, mm -hmm. her style. And she says she gets everything in thrift shops. Everything's <laughs> Good thrifted. for her. You have got to see this woman. I mean, on point. Her style is awesome. Love it. And she has a following on Instagram. And it's younger people. And I tell my students mm -hmm. about her because I feel things need to change, right? 
Like, I think she looks fantastic. And she's never had plastic surgery. She's never had whatever. And she says her age all the time. But we don't have enough people doing that. We don't have enough people saying, yeah, I'm this age. And the same thing with the witch community. At what point can we say, I'm this age? My other question is this. Do women not want to be crones? Forget about the whole societal view on being hot, not hot. Is there too much pressure to be a crone in the witch community? Because I'm just a person. I feel like, I, I only feel like I know stuff when someone turns to me and goes, oh, wow, how did you know that? And I'm like, oh, I guess I know this. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm not sitting here going, I have more knowledge than I did when I was 20 years old. You know, I don't think that way. So, like, do we even, do we put too much pressure on Crohn's to have to know everything? And if that's the case, then I'm never going to want to feel like I'm a crone because there are things that I'm not going to know. There's no yeah. way. You know, I mean, when you think about all the books that we've read, all the different traditions that there are that we could study, not to follow, I could continue to study Palo Mayombe if I wanted to, not because I'm going to be a palera, but maybe I want to study more, but I may not. So does that mean because I discussed it on the podcast, once I'm a crone or I come out and said I'm a crone, I must know all about Palo and all about Wicca and all about, then damn, I never want to be a crone because... I think you hit it. I think this is the, I think the witch community pays lip service to this idea of aging, but in reality, you have to be all three at once. Right? For you to get a following, for you to be important, you have to be all three at once. Yeah. Because realistically, the only people that we're looking at that are like, ah, yes, these are the crones in our community have been around forever. Right? Lori Cabot is a name that we have heard of since the 70s? I guess. I think. I'm trying to remember the book. I think the book came out in 1980, so at least the 70s. Right? She gets to be a crone because she's just been around. Yeah. If she wants to be a crone, she's been here. Otherwise, all of these people on Instagram, all these people on TikTok, we expect them to do all three jobs. They need to be, you know, aesthetically pleasing and young and fun, but they also need to be motherly and provide mentorship and information, but they also need to be a crone and know everything and be wise and never say, oh, well, I don't really do this, right? You have to be all three in this community to be valued. And I don't think that's fair. I think what is the point of having this concept that I think is overwhelmingly used by the community. I think that the maiden mother crone thing is freaking ubiquitous at this point. But why have it if you're not going to admit that they are distinct stages that, you know, might flow into each other, but they don't have to happen all at once? You know, here's a conversation that you and I have had privately and never said it on the podcast, and maybe this is a good time to bring it up. So when we're doing pictures and we're doing stuff and you're like, okay, so you're going to be the face Oh, yeah. Because you're like, okay, um, nine times out of ten, you're gothy. So we're putting you on. And what has been my answer to you all the time? No, I'm old. And I'm and not yet, even, yeah. I think I think your commitment to the aesthetic is more important than a perceived age. And for me, this is why I've always said we should put you on Instagram because you're the young, cute one. So I'm like, put Gemini on there. So, but... But the conversation we're having is kind of cuckoo because they're all fixated mm -hmm. 
on physical, right? If I have the mm-hmm. witch aesthetic, no, I just happen to be goth, you know, and sometimes I'm not, you know, sometimes I'm really rockability and sometimes I'm just like punk as fuck. So it's like, it's whatever I pull out of <laughs> yes. my closet, you know? And then when it's yeah. really cold, like today, I just have like a, you know, my pumpkin sweatshirt, on, <laughs> my die with your boots on, my gothic sweatshirt. But, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. And then we're like, no, you, because you're really young. Like, it's it's nuts that we even think that way when it comes to just saying, yeah, let's just promote our stuff. But we recognize that out there, if you're a witch, it has to be something. It has to mm-hmm. look a certain way. How many people in our community are we leaving out because they don't look so that many? Way? And how many in our society? Because I do think... That we treat old people like shit. Yeah, we do. And I'm not even going to get on here and be like, I love the elderly. Like, I am a very impatient person still to this day. Like, I'm more patient, yes, but I'm not I'm not nice. I'm kind. And sometimes me not being nice is a problem. I don't always do well. You know, I, I've had older family members who have had dementia. And it's I'm, – I'm not the right person for that. Yeah. But as a society, we – don't value age we value wisdom but we don't value age we don't care about old people as demonstrated by the last five years at least (laughs) but if we don't value them in regular society how then do you unpack that as a witch to value elderly people in your practice it's something you have to consciously address and i don't think a lot of us do it I'm just quiet because I'm just soaking this in going, damn, yeah. Like, how many, How often do we even really think about aging? We don't. And, and how often do we think about it ever in a good light? Right? When does society ever treat aging positively? It doesn't. You know what, Scorpio? What is the best thing that's happened to you as you've aged? What is the best side effect of getting older? I don't give a fuck. I mean, not that... <laughs> Not that I actually gave that much, but the older I get, okay, so for a long time, I was fixated on my weight, and I just had to be a certain number, and I had to be a certain size, and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, then I married a cook, and, you know, gained some weight, not gonna lie. Cooks real well. Means he's a good cook. He's a really good cook, like, you know, like, he he just puts things on a plate, and I'm like... How do you even do this? Like, how do you even, like, Mm -hmm. just present food this way? Like, this is insane. Okay. Um, But the older I get, the less I really care what people think about me. And I think it's because I haven't been able to get it right yet. Right? Yeah. Like, how I look or how my hair is or how my clothes are. And finally, it just gets so exhausting, you know? Um, I always tell people, I went through a phase where I tried to look like everybody else and shop in all the correct clothing stores for people for like 15 um, minutes and then you were like fuck this (laughs) yeah and for me regular clothing was like shopping in anthropology i don't know if everybody knows that store if it's all over the place and that's really not regular but to me that was the most regular place i could go (laughs) that's the closest you could get that's the closest i ever did to being i mean everybody knew like people at work would be like oh you bought that in anthropology and i'm like yeah you know like i that to me was normal clothing like i tried that and then the older i got the more i was like they're going to judge you for something. No one 
is going to fit in. I think if that's the one thing I can tell you, whether you're just a regular person or a witch, someone, somewhere is going to look at you and say, you're mm-hmm. wrong. So decide from the get-go that everything you do is wrong and you don't give a shit anymore. And just do what you know is good for you, for your practice. Oh, you're not doing the full moon ritual the right way? For who? Is it working for you? Is it working for your deities? Then you're doing it right. Are you not dressed witchy enough? Um, Do you like (laughs) the way you look? Then guess what? You're dressing witchy enough. If you're a witch and you're wearing clothes, then you're dressed like a witch. Like we have to, we have to stop as a yeah. society and especially as witches, we have to stop this idea. Um, you know, as, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to go there. As, as a goth. Okay. Yeah, you are. Bands what? like. There was a doubt. <laughs> Feels of the Nephlin and other bands from way back when. This thing about big hats, big black hats, we're always part of the look in winter anyway, yeah. right? And now all of a sudden, I don't know if it's because of American Horror Story and the women wore the hats, but on the one hand, it's easier for me to find these hats. On the other hand, I'm seeing all these young women wearing these hats where I'm like, okay, first of all, you're not goth. Um, what's with the hat? Like, that's the first thing I uh-huh. think of is like, what, what? that just looks weird. You're not even wearing yes. like a man's oversized coat where you're trying to be like it's a fedora with this like i'm trying to figure out the look and the only thing i could think of is no that's the witch look but when you look at how they look again they're young women a lot of them are blonde they've got the perfectly contoured face and the perfect this and the Mm -hmm. perfect that and they're taking selfies in different witch places and they're like i'm a witch and yeah they may be i'm not saying the way you dress doesn't make you a witch but what the hell's going on with the hats? And we just have this thing we're always looking a certain to the point where yes. I don't wear my hats. Do you understand that? I won't I have yes. hats. You know I have hats. I've I worn know. them on some of our photo things. That's about it. I won't wear them. Why? Because I feel stupid now wearing the hats. D- does that make any sense? Like I just feel like mm-hmm. ew, I'm gonna wear the hat. Like I don't wanna wear the hat. So I'll wear it in places where I'm not gonna see people like that, because then it's just me. But it is a bizarre little thing. Aesthetics is a bizarre little thing, and age is part of aesthetics. Aesthetics is a bizarre, yeah, absolutely. Uh, aesthetics is a college course, let alone a podcast. But yeah, we don't respect our elders. We don't really value them. But I will tell you this. Every time I talk to one of my aunts, um, forget Maiden. I'm a kid again. And not in a bad mm-hmm. way. I'm not saying that they're reprimanding me or telling me things. There's something about listening to their wisdom that makes me feel like a little kid in the best sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And I love listening to them. And sometimes my mom and I will get into these deep talks and I feel like a little kid listening to my mom, you know, and it's great. But yeah, I don't think in society we value that enough. But I think if you have a crone in your life and by crone, I'm going to say any age, but somebody who you feel has a lot of wisdom. Let's go with mm-hmm. that when it comes to crone. Instead yeah. of looking at everything else. And you feel they have a lot of wisdom. I think it's time for us to start lifting them up. Lifting up those voices. Yes. You know? Yes, yes, yes. If you know someone who you respect, who when you're in their presence, you just feel like you go silent because you just want to soak up everything they have to say. Lift them up. They don't have social media. Okay, but do they have something else? Do they have a store? Do they have something? 
let's lift up the voices of the crones because we always hear from the maidens and some mothers. Yeah. Right? But I think that if we want to see change and if we want to really grow as a community, and I don't mean grow in numbers, I mean grow just ourselves, individually grow and learn, we have to lift up the voices of the crones. Yeah. You know? Um, And I think we also feel like, can I call this person a crone? Are they going to be insulted if I call them a crone? But like you said, I think that they're all together. I think that a crone, a good witch, and I'm going to say every witch, really, wants to keep learning, right? Yeah. They want to be surprised by something. They want to write a new spell that goes, oh, damn, I did that. Like, you know, <laughs> holy, yes. you know, so that's that's the wonder of the maiden. And most witches out there also want to mentor somebody. I don't mean that you want to take somebody on. That's a lot of work. But you don't mind answering questions or if somebody comes and you're like, yeah, yeah. I'll read for you. You got it. You know, um, I'm always surprised when there's somebody who is a good reader and will say, can you read for me? Absolutely. You know? Um, yeah. And we all have some of the crone where, yeah, I got this. I know this inside and out what you need to know. Yeah. And I think the more we realize that we all have that in us at every stage, then it might be easier to revere all the stages, but especially the one that gets overlooked the most, which is the crone stage. Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Encanto. So I don't know. I'm really bad at watching anything. Um, <laughs> and no, I mean, like I like I watch the weirdo things. I don't watch like blockbusters mm-hmm. or anything like that. So um, one of my classes said to me, you've never seen Encanto. You've got to see Encanto. And I was like, God, if you this riled up, sure. Again, it's about showing respect to another generation. Yeah. You know, so I said, absolutely. Let me watch it. Um, of course, I told them afterwards. I said, I cried. Who suggested that I, I watch this? I said, you're all failing. Like right? a baby. Oh, yeah. They were cracking up. I'm like, no, you're all failing. You failed my class. You made me cry. Yes. Um, but what struck me, aside from the fact how gorgeous it was, just so colorful, um, I think one of the things that made me cry about it was I felt magically seen a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. my, my culture is not Colombian, but this idea that I mean, obviously, this was an exaggeration. But when you're, you know, as far as the gifts, that they all have these, you know, really out there gifts. I mean, being able to pull flowers out of, you know, whatever. But the fact that we have a culture, when you're talking about Latin America, that is so magical. Mm -hmm. And to be able to see a family where, yes, you usually know the family. I mean, my mother tells me stories about my grandmother and my great-grandmother when they came here. And how when Cubans came here, they came to that house. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. just for like help about where am I going to move? It was for spiritual guidance. It was for magical help. And people knew the family. In fact, my mother met somebody. I remember I was a kid and they were like, oh, so-and-so is your mother and your grandmother is blah, blah, blah. And my mother was Mm -hmm. like, yes. And they were like, oh, my God. Like, so they knew there was like something magical about the family that people knew that. So watching this and seeing the grandmother figure, forget it. I saw her after a while. I was just seeing my grandmother. I was bawling. I was like, you know, this is it. Mm -hmm. So many people have talked about this film and the representation about how many kids you see it on social media going, I look like Mm -hmm. that. You know, that's me. And how important that is to have that. 
that's how I felt as a grown adult watching this going, oh my God, it's a metaphor for many of our families, the magic in our families, the fact that our mm -hmm. cultures are so magical. And even the cultures where people don't practice magic, you have the other people in the town who know that the Madrigals do practice magic and mm -hmm. they love them and they cheer them on. And it's not a witch hunt. It's uh, this is the magical family. Right. Yeah. And this is who we come to. And when they need help, they give them help because they help the community. That just felt for the first time. And it's not even supposed to be about witches. But for the first time, I felt like society is seeing what it is to be magical in my culture, what it means to the people there, to the other people in the village, to see a magical family and to know that while maybe in the U.S. it's like burn the witch in our cultures, for a lot of it, it's they're just the magical family. And this is who you go to for a little bit of help mm -hmm. with X, Y, and Z. And it was beautiful to me. Um, and it was something we don't often see. So I'm thinking, you know, there has to be ways of getting representation out there. There have yeah. to be ways of showcasing that. And again, I don't think that mainstream America was seeing Encanto that way. But as a Latina, <laughs> yeah. as a Latina witch, that's what I saw, and it just it made me happy for my crones in my family to think that not only was this there, but even the crone, even the abuela, learned something at the end. And yeah. isn't that what the path of magic and what the path of being a human is all about? You know, we're very cut off from each other in America. And I think it was really nice. And Kanto made me cry like, like a child. It was, I, it was embarrassing um, what I looked like after this film. <laughs> but I think it was really powerful to see the cycle continue, right? You're not just seeing Maiden, Mother, and Crone as these like distinct separate stages. You're seeing Mirabel get, get the gift, right? Get given her legacy and it is a continuation one day she will be in the mother and she will be in the crone and it will continue and i think that that is is something that we're missing so desperately in america as a whole in american culture as a whole but also in this kind of like online which community is that we're not we're all individuals which is great and i love that you know i'm we're all unique and special but we're at a place in history where we need to really be a community. And to be a community, there needs to be that movement, that cycling, that growth. Um, yeah, I'm really... Yeah. Thank you for bringing up Encanto. I loved that movie. Actually, there's another thing about Encanto that I think is also something we've talked about. Um, Isabella was the name of the girl with the flowers. Yes. Isabella, your boyfriend's here. <laughs> um, yes. She produced the flowers that they expected her to. Yes. And how much more interesting and beautiful were the flowers that she created when she decided she was going to do it for herself. Yes. And I think that that's something else that we can take into the witch community. This idea that if you are Wiccan, you must do this. And if you are, you know, whatever, you must do that. How much more interesting is it to talk to people who are like, yeah, I practice hoodoo, but I'm also kind of Hellenic and maybe, you know, my practice stemmed from the fact that I'm actually, you know, Zen Buddhist. Like, if you do that, our community gets more enriched. It doesn't get yeah. worse. 
it's amazing. And I think that was something else that I definitely saw when I saw her character. And I was so excited for her when she grew that little cactus with the flowers on the top. And I was yes. like, yes, create for yourself. Because now yes. look what you're giving the world. When you create for you, look what you get every, give everybody else. So that's something else we have to think about in every stage of our aging, development, whatever you want to call it. Whether you want to be a maiden, whether you want to be a mother, whether you want to be a crone at every age... What are you doing with that? And in turn, yeah. how are you making this community that much more beautiful? Because you're right, we're lacking community. And the only way we're going to come together is to really be individuals. Yeah. Right? If you know who you are, right? If you finally come yes. to that realization of, yeah, I'm going to be the cuckoo teacher with the purple hair in class, right? Who yes. sees literature in a certain way. And I own that then who knows if I'm open to this, if somebody else goes, ah, and then another teacher influences me on something and I influence that teacher. Now you have two people in the department kind of doing these different things. And now somebody else is like, you know what I do, right? The department grows as a whole. Like everybody just starts expanding on the literature or if you've read a book I've never read, I've read a book a certain way. Now all of a sudden everybody's trying to expand and learn and grow you're still individuals. You still have your own thing. But if you're a community, you respect that individuality, you listen to each other, and you grow together in your individuality to come in yeah. for the betterment of everybody. And you can do that in your secular life, and you can do that as a witch community. And I think I think it's something people want to do. I'm not even saying like, oh, you know, bad witches out there. No, I think we're all trying to do that. But I think we've never had the conversation about it. So it's yeah. like now that if we can have this conversation – now we can start listening to, you know what? I never felt heard with this. And, you know, you can actually listen to that other witch and go, what weren't you ever heard in? And really listen yeah. and try to, like, engage that person. I think we're definitely going to grow. Yeah. This was great. So I'm just going to be honest because you already know this. When you said, okay, so aging and witchcraft, I went, oh. <laughs> Because my first thought was, I have nothing to say. You had so much to say. But I didn't feel I was going to say anything. I really thought, I'm going to just sit here, listen to Gemini and go, "Mm mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I knew better. Yeah, you did. You're good, you. I get get like two podcasts a year, but when I get them, I get them. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know what people think about aging in witchcraft. I want people to let us know. Um, have you ever felt stopped? You know, I especially want to hear from, not especially, I mean, I want to hear from everybody. I always like to hear from people. Even if we don't get back to you right away, trust us when we say we read the stuff, but then life gets yes. in the way. But as soon as somebody contacts us, we read it. It's just, yes. Um, I want to hear if anybody ever has felt stopped. Like, have you ever been a young witch and felt like people were looking down on you? Have you ever mm-hmm. been a crone that people just ignored, like, or anything in between? Like, has anything ever stopped you due to aging and witchcraft? And I really want to know if people have been stopped from anything, from joining a group or from maybe, you know, participating in social media because you feel you don't have the right aesthetic because you don't fit, you know, the age or whatever you feel mm-hmm. that needs to fit. Like, I really want to hear from people on this because I want to know how people feel. Big agree. Um, I actually think... 
if I have enough brain cells by the time this podcast airs, <laughs> I will actually put it up in our story for like a, a question box. Because I think that this is, it's a much bigger conversation that I think we will be talking about for years to come in the community. And let us know if this should be a witch table talk and who should we bring into oh my the God, conversation. Yes. Oh my God, yes. Yes. I would love to have this as a table talk and have a couple of witches talk to us about this. Cool. I'm going to put that in the schedule. Um, Thanks, everybody, for telling us you wanted that. That's so great that we all agree. Oh, we don't know if people want that. I said. No, this is. uh, They do. We do. (laughs) They do. (laughs) No, seriously, let us know because Gemini will go insane and just start doing things and, you know. And, of course, it will be up to me to get people. So just keep that in mind. She will say yes, but I will have to be running around after people going, Hi. I will do all of the planning <laughs> and all of the editing, but I will do none of the contacting. Yeah. So seriously, if there is somebody you want us to contact, let me know. Um, and if you happen to know the person, that's even easier because I always yeah. feel like I will talk to anybody. I will reach out to anybody. But, you know, I, there's always a moment where you feel like, all right, I'm a schmuck, and I'm just going to be asking this Ugh. person, like, yeah. hi, hi, I'm me. Hello. I do this little we podcast. We have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't have never heard of us, but you want to come on the podcast, so. Look, we've been very lucky. I don't think we've had a no Incredibly yet. blessed, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel really grateful all the people that have trusted us and wanted to come on here and spend some time with us, so yeah. And, of course, we are very blessed to have you all as an audience Thank you for making this worthwhile. Thank you for participating. Thank you for reaching out. And thank you for just existing. Thank you also to Kano and Moore for our intro and outro music, which we are obsessed with. I am so obsessed. I spent last night because I I feel like iPhone keeps changing the ways we do things. Um, it's now my ringtone. I fucking love that. When people call me now, I hear the intro, outro music. I mean, not a lot, obviously, because it's the bit that you get, but... Uh, yeah, that's how obsessed I am. I realized this is what I was doing. My husband was like, what are you doing? It was like late at night. I was like, I'm busy. He's doing shit. He just saw me like on YouTube trying to watch videos. I got my phone out. I got my, my MacBook out. He's like, what are you doing? And then <laughs> I love this. I run into the bedroom and I'm like, listen to my new ringtone. <laughs> so yeah, I'm obsessed with it. As you should be. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. <laughs> <laughs>